question. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to jump in? How were you taught to read the Bible? I was taught to um to start at the the Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. Um basically just to get the story of Christ like and to understand to understand my salvation. Okay. Yep. yep, that's how a lot of people start. Anybody else? I was not taught um, any particular way. Um, based, well, I'll take that back. In regards to you know, like, like what you know, the, a couple of people are saying start at the beginning. I've heard people have done that. Some of them have talked about, you know, starting with the gospel. We weren't taught that way. The okay. way we were taught <clears throat> was basically uh, going to a Bible study and the pastor would teach us um, a particular lesson and then he would tell us to go back and study it. Okay. And, uh, to write notes and things like that. Okay. Yep. Anybody else? Um, I was taught by um, to learn the Bible, to study the Bible, is to eisegese it, the scriptures, to break them down. Um, I was taught to get different references, commentary books, um, breaking down, knowing who, what, when, and where, um, who was talking, um, what they were talking about, and and how to just um, like break it down. Like just if you're reading a scripture, not read just that scripture, go to the beginning of that chapter, you know, you got to read it all just to get that meaning of the Bible. So when you're reading a specific scripture, a verse, you know, you need to know who was talking, you know, and why they was talking about it, you know, so because you can't really get a full understanding just reading that verse. Right. Um, so that's how I was taught, like knowing who, who talking, where, when, when did it take place, you know, um, and just knowing you know, and just getting back references, like getting your um, commentaries, um, getting different, um, <clears throat> um, you know, different books to back it up. They really get dictionary, you know, getting a dictionary, you know, really knowing the meaning, you know, breaking down the, the words, the verses, different things that's um, really sticking out to you. So that's how I was taught. Okay. Who, who, who just said all that? All right, I was about to say, like, who's X charge? <laughs> Who is that? Oh. That voice ain't sounding familiar to me for some reason. Shakai. Shakai. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just wondering. I was like, just X charge. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, um, as we see, we have a huge array of of, of methods of how people um, learn the Bible um, throughout their years. I can say that from from starting out, from just becoming a believer, we didn't have like a method of right. how to teach the Bible or how to learn the Bible. It was more like thematic, you know, you go to Sunday school, so you learn about forgiveness, you learn about love, uh, it's more mm -hmm. thematic. It wasn't a process of, this is how you read the Bible, you read the history, you do the exegesis, you do all that, we mm -hmm. didn't, or whatever. Right, right. Left that process mm -hmm. 
um, for the for the pastors to learn. We expect our pastors to go to Bible college to learn this stuff, but we don't really want to learn it for ourselves. And on on my journey, my um, discipleship journey, I'm learning that um, anybody and everybody can learn the Bible the way you will learn in theology school or at a seminary or what. Um, it's not just um, left for the pastors to learn how to break down the Bible, but everybody should be able to, to break down the Bible, okay? Let me go back to my screen here. I'm learning how to use it. Okay. Um, see here, here we go. There we go. Okay, so the reason why um, I started with becoming a disciple of Christ is because um, I don't know about you all, but in church, you'll see those who just come to church, um, they get what they want, they may, may pay a tithe or an offering, whatever, and then they leave, and then they just live any other way they want to. Um, and then you have those who really have hunger um, for Christ and want to learn about, you know, this concepts and precepts and everything about Christ. And um, my journey is that from if you all decided to come into this class to learn about the Bible, that means you have some type of hunger, some type of desire to learn more about Christ. And that is um, a step, one of the steps of um, becoming a disciple of Christ. So um, we, as the people, as, as the body, we need to reconsider, you know, who we are as the, as the people of God. So it's all about moving from membership to discipleship. Um, because in the Bible, Jesus, he never told us to build our membership, but he did tell us to make disciples. So discipleship should be our main focus. So anyone who loves the Lord and wants to commit their lives to Jesus Christ, no matter what your church background is, um, we, are, we, we are here to train people in the word of God. So our focus should be raising up disciples right. of Christ, okay? So Jesus, he invited and called the masses to follow him. Um, and he raised up disciples for three years. And so later on in our lesson, in the weeks to come, you're going to learn about the different um, crowds that Jesus taught. He taught the masses. He taught the disciples, and then he had the ones that came closer to him, the three, Peter, James, and John. He had those. And so he had different crowds, and he approached them in different ways or whatnot. Um, so he um, committed um, to the disciples to teach them his ministry, his mandate, um, his mission before leaving earth, okay? So in the modern church, though, I think we've, we've kind of lost that. I think that... Um, we don't know um, that this is what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ is to raise mm -hmm. disciples, is to teach right. them the word of God, just like Jesus taught the disciples the word of God. He was the living word of God. So they saw the word of God in action every day. And so it is um, the desire um, that Jesus, he left that mandate for, for us um, to raise up disciples as well. Okay, so let me go. It's gonna be hard for me to toggle back and forth with this screen. Where'd it go? My mouse would disappear. That sucks. There it is. Okay. 
All right, so um, in this class, um, at the end of this lesson here, you'll know the reason why they should, why they, these disciples, should study the Bible and become disciples of Christ. Um, know the difference between being a believer and being a disciple and understanding our role as a disciple today. Um, I believe that in the church, we don't really use the term disciple. We kind of just leave it in the Bible. Jesus had his homeboys, the disciples. But um, if you read in Acts, the, the, the goal is after, after Pentecost was to develop disciples to teach them so they can go and spread the gospel in various places or whatever. So we, as the church, are considered disciples of Christ. We are, we are learners of Christ, okay? So um, as a disciple of Christ, it is important to know and understand the concept of scripture um, we have been taught so many approaches to scripture, and it's, sometimes it still doesn't feel like it works. Um, the goal, of course, is to help those mm -hmm. who have never heard, never read the Bible, or have done any external uh, research to understand how we got the Bible in the first place. So the first, I said like 10, 11 weeks, we're going to talk about what is the Bible and the makeup of it. And then after that, from, from that point to the end of the year, we're going to talk about Bible study methods. We're going to teach you how to really study the Bible. Okay. So this part here, we're just going to learn about the Bible. And then afterwards, we're going to teach you how to read the Bible. So this is a chart. I hope you guys can see the chart. It's not blurry. Um, but this chart is in your, um, in the Dropbox as well. So this chart is called, you shall know the truth chart. So here, um, with this chart, it shows the steps of of um, when you once you become saved um, and um, living as a disciple. Um, now I know when when I was growing up, um, we weren't really taught like once you give your life to Christ, then where else do you do? So they, they send you to a new members class, you go to Sunday school, you come to Bible study and services. And that's just about, that's just about it. We're kind of, kind of just wandering around trying to figure out this thing called life and um, trying to figure out what is the body of Christ and what are we supposed to do and what is our mandate as the church. Um, so um, I believe that is important to, to see it kind of in action here. So you see step one, once you become saved, you're, you're um, saved by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Um, that's um, in John, uh, John chapter three, verse one through eight. You see the scripture references. So you guys can go back to, and look at the scripture references. So once you become saved, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, well, God before the, before the foundation of the earth already saved you. He, he decided way before the foundations of the earth of who was going to be saved and who was not going to be saved. So we really don't have a choice when it comes to salvation. It's just a matter of time once you become saved. And then once you come, become saved, then you have a choice. The believer must make a decision to surrender and submit himself as a disciple. And so this statement means that you can either stay at the salvation mode as just um, staying on the milk, or you can move from the milk to the meat. You have a choice. 
God is not going to force you. He's not going to push you. You have to, it's an inner desire um, that will happen inside of you um, once you want to learn more about Jesus Christ. Okay, so disciple must become committed to the systematic authoritative spiritual teachings. That's the next step. Um, the disciples must be trained in other spiritual disciplines such as prayer, worship, meditation, fasting, solitude. And then um, step five is with a willingness to obey the Holy Spirit. The disciple is now positioned to recognize truth. So once you are trained as a believer, once you've been trained as a disciple of Christ, then we are positioning you um, to recognize truth. So when, when, the, when the enemy tries to throw lies at you, you have enough word inside of you to discern whether or not what I'm hearing is of the devil and what I'm hearing is of God. Okay? So I am so off script. I'm like just free flowing it. Hey guys, I need y'all to mute your phones, please. If you know you're in a place that has noise, Please mute your phone so that we can hear everything without distraction. Thank you. That was our commercial. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so the disciples, they committed their, their whole lives studying the word of God and must do the same. Okay, so um, we are familiar with the mandate that Jesus has given his disciples um, for ascending into heaven. So in Acts 1, 1 and 6, he gave a mandate. He said, so when they come together... They were asking him, saying, Lord, is it the time for you to restore um, restore the kingdom? Um, and he said to them, it is not to know the time the Father has fixed um, by his own authority, but you should receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you should be my witnesses in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Okay. So before the disciples were even released to become witnesses, they were trained with Jesus Christ, learning the precepts, the concepts, the ideologies of, of the kingdom of God. And then we know the great commission in Matthew um, 28 and 18, it says that all authority has been given to, given to me in heaven and the earth. And he tells the disciples to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and Lord, I'll be with you always. So if we commit ourselves to make disciples, um, his power and authority will always be with the church. Um, Jesus had, had passed the baton to the disciples before ascending to heaven, and he gave us the assignment to make disciples. Jesus, he gave us the power, he gave us his power and authority, and it will be manifested um, through us throughout the church age. So as you commit yourself and obey uh, what Jesus wants to do, um, the world will know that there is a, uh, a power greater than us leading us. Okay. So how do we make disciples by teaching them? Okay. So this chart here will show you the chart between a non-believer, a believer and disciple of Christ. So the black line going straight is the non-believer. They just decided to just reject, um, Jesus as their Lord and savior. The believer in Christ, he has accepted Jesus as Savior, but remains uncommitted to him as Lord. He's just kind of, he says it with his mouth, he believes, but his lifestyle and, and study habits and all that stuff is saying something differently. So if you are a believer and a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means you have accepted Jesus as your Savior and you're committed to him as Lord. Um, you're committed to him 
um, in the knowledge of his word. You're committed to him through holy and righteous living, and you're committed to him through faithful service. So, what is a disciple? The disciples used scriptures, and they were learners of Jesus Christ. That's false. False. Please mute your phone. Please, everybody, please mute your phone. Somebody's doing a whole lot of working, and it's we can't. I can barely hear. Please, I beg it of you. Please mute your phone. Please, by the mercies of God, please. You might want to tell them how that everybody probably don't know how to mute their phone. If you, I don't know what they're on, everything is going to be different. Uh, but I know if you're on your cell phone, you touch the screen and you'll see a mute button at the bottom. If you're on the computer, um, you are also on the screen. If you're on the computer, you should be able to see the mute button on the computer. Yep. So, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so um, flat out, the disciples are learners of Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the definition. So if someone asked me what is the disciple to say that um, they are learners of Jesus Christ. They dedicated their whole life studying and learning the word of God, and we must do the same. So we are familiar with the mandate that Jesus gave the disciples. I always want to do that. I jumped ahead a little bit. So this is the Acts 1 and 6 scripture. Um, and then the the uh, declaration, the the mandate uh, for the disciples to go out um, and proclaim proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the goal. So he passed on the baton to disciples before ascending to heaven, and he gave us the, the assignment to do the same. And we must make disciples by teaching them. Okay. So I want to go over real quick. There are four levels of discipleship. But so once you become a disciple, there are levels that you must go through as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, first, the disciple, they must be trained. Okay. So you see, they must be trained on how to study the word of God. They must show that they are ready to be a continuous learner of Jesus Christ. The disciples of Christ had to learn his ways and his priorities. The disciples had to be reprogrammed and so do we. Um, even after Jesus ascended, they continue um, learning the principles of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the comprehensive rule of God. Um, we as disciples will always be lifelong, le lifelong learners of Jesus Christ. You can never outgrow being a disciple. Once you're a disciple, you're a disciple for life, okay? Um, and then we go into being, being sent. But once you're still being sent, you're still learning about Jesus Christ in that. So you will always be a, deci a disciple in some sense. Um, so learners, um, uh, leaders, we must teach people, um, teach the body of Christ um, how to eat um, before releasing disciples to eat on their own. So we as leaders, we as teachers, we have a mandate to, to, train, up, um, to train up disciples to move them from the milk and move them to the meat. So we're going to talk about that one in a minute. Um, so we must move away from constantly being fed and relying on a pastor to teach you stuff or relying on a teacher to teach you stuff. We're moving you from 
constantly being fed and moving to a point where you can feed yourself, okay? Um, so process from meat to milk. Um, and the scripture here, I think it's Hebrews chapter five, it says about this, we have learned so, we have uh, much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles and oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child. For the solid foods for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So we as leaders are teaching you these classes um, tonight, uh, Thursday night, Bible study, uh, services, everything. We are, our, our goal is to help you to move from milk to solid food. We want for you to be skilled in the word of righteousness and to become, uh, and to become discerners of, of, of the spirit realm and things like that. So, um, once you've, once you've, uh, Okay, yep. Once you have um, proven yourself in a committed and continuous uh, study and training, um, you must always um, stay in that mode of studying. You, uh, and 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, study and be eager to, to do your utmost to present yourself to God, proved, approved, tested by trials, a workman, um, who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing, accurately dividing, Riley handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Okay, so you come to this point where the leaders have taught you to eat, and now you must eat daily on your own. This is when you um, you begin the um, the spiritual discipline of of studying, spiritual discipline of meditating, spiritual discipline of fasting, things like that, because you know we as leaders were teaching you how to do this. So you don't always have to depend on us. It's okay for you to go to your leader and talk to them, but it's, it's another um, where you don't have to always depend like on them and you have to, you don't have to depend on going to a service to get your quote unquote fix, or you don't have to wait to go to service to worship. You don't have to wait to go to service to, to, to be told to go on a fast. You're going to be taught to hear the voice of God and to, to know him for yourself. Okay. Um, so once you, the last, the last, um, oh, I wanted to say something about point three. Uh, no, no. Okay. This is point three. This is the one. Okay. So uh, point three is the disciple must be mentored. Um, once you have proven yourself in a commitment of continuous study and training, it is time to be mentored. Uh, we all have people in our lives that um, that models what discipleship uh, what one yeah. we have people in our lives that model what a disciple looks like. Um, they are called spiritual guides, and what we know um, them as being the term church leader or a leader or elder um, or deacon. Um, these spiritual guides should be ready should should already. Um, be teaching and training you. But the difference is that a spiritual guide will take you under their wings and to help you get closer to Christ. So Ephesians 4 and 12, it says that he gave some for the equipping of saints, for the work of service, um, to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge 
of the Son of God, to the mature man, to the measure and the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Jesus was a mentor to, to the disciples. He showed them how to carry themselves as a disciple. So we are supposed to get to the point to know the word, just like Jesus, uh, just like Jesus knew the scriptures. The church leaders should be equipping us so that the mind of Christ will also be in us. We are supposed to be equipping until, equipping until all attained by the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. It is a long process, even after Jesus' ascension, even after the three years of being taught by Jesus Christ. Um, in Acts 2, the disciples, they devoted themselves to the apostle doctrines daily. Uh, what unifies us is the truth, and we all need to be trained in the same manner. So what all unifies the body of Christ is the truth, is the word of God, and we all need to be trained on how to deal with the word of God in the same manner so we can mature to manhood and to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, okay? And then once you are um, in the process of being mentored and things like that, now you're in the place that where you can mentor others, okay? So um, before Jesus released the disciples to fish, he had to teach them how to fish. The disciples is, is, is uh, finally placed in the position where they can preach and teach the gospel on how to help others become disciples. So in Acts 8, the disciples were uh, the one to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The disciples of Christ were commanded, like we said in Matthew 28, um, uh, yeah, Matthew 28, 19 to 20, to preach the gospel. So preaching, it means to herald, it means to proclaim um, disciples uh, must proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the world. So before the disciples were even allowed to preach to, to the unsaved in the Bible, so the, the unsaved in the Bible days were, um, were the Israelites who did not believe. Um, so they had to, um, the disciples had to learn the scriptures first so they're able to approach those who did not believe. So through Christ, Jesus' teaching, he taught the disciples to advance the kingdom of God by coming under the rule, the reign and dominion of God through preaching, pulling, um, in, the, uh, pulling in the unsaved to Christ and teaching. Teaching is to raise up believers as disciples. Disciples um, and to walk with Jesus daily to see the kingdom principles in action. So when they, when they, when they spent daily time with Jesus Christ, they were able to see how to walk as a disciple, how to walk as a mentor so they can, um, so they can um, approach people in the same manner. So they watched Jesus interact with people and listen to his teaching and help them. And um, he helped them to be molded and he helped them to be compassionate, but yet bold disciples of Jesus Christ. So as disciples, we must edify and build up one another. Uh, so, the disciple, so the question we might ask as disciples of Christ, are we following the ways of Jesus Christ? Or are we following the ways of religious doctrine? So this can be con um, confusing. Um, this can be confusing uh, because a lot of religious teaching overlaps with the teachings of Christ. But many of those teachings have drifted away from the teachings of Jesus Christ. And many of us do not um, have the discernment to know 
when we have drifted away. Um, so we are, we need to teach those to be skilled in the word of righteousness. So, um, you may say, well, why do I need to know how to read the Bible? Can I just pick it up and read it? Uh, you can, but it won't get you as far because reading the Bible, um, takes commitment and dedication. So when one gives their life over to Jesus Christ, they are saying they are willing and ready to learn more about God. So once one decides to become a disciple after believership, it is important to know how to read the Bible. So whether you're completely new to the body of Christ or have been for a long time, we always been told just to read the Bible, just pick it up. We have, we heard in our responses, we were always guided to maybe start with um, the new Testament, start with the, the gospels, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, I even heard um, some uh, I think I was out in another class or something, and they told them to start with um, the book of James. Um, some were taught to read um, Genesis first. So there are various methods on how people were taught, but there's, there's, um, there's a, a, an effective way to do it as well. So we do not, um, in the body of Christ, we do not receive an introduction or set up before approaching the Bible. We've always been told, you know, pick up the Bible and read it, then the Holy Spirit will give you all that you need. Um, Jesus trained them in scriptures. So if you pick up the Bible for the first time, you may ask, what kind of book is this? Is this a how-to book? Is this a history book? Is this a textbook? Um, if you do not know what, you're hold what you are holding, then it's going to be even harder to understand it. Um, not only will this help you understand the Bible, but this will help you rightly handle secondary sources as well. Um, Shakai talked about uh, how she was taught to pick up commentary and external resources. We're going to help you when you pick up Bible uh, commentary and external resources. We're going to help you um, to discern whether or not it's truth or not. Just because someone uh, published a... Um, back here I think it's the last time just because somebody published a commentary just because somebody published a book doesn't mean that it's truth doesn't mean you just take it for gold you have to learn how to read it and to make sure that um, what they're saying is true and, and make sure that it is line is lined up with the Word of God um, let's see here so um, like I said I wanted to start with just um, learning how to be um, the importance of being a disciple, um, because when you're approaching the, the word of God, um, you're saying you're saying that I'm ready to, to be a learner of Jesus Christ. And so um, I want to start right here um, to see if there are any questions or comments um, concerning what I just taught or you want me to kind of reiterate something or expand. I had a question. Yep. Um, so back to like the one of the first slides um, showing the difference between believers, non-believers, and believers and disciples. Uh-huh. So are believers like like just the believers? Like are they still saved? Like when Jesus come back? Yes, 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 yes. It's good. Good question. Um, let me go back there. Yep. 
So when, when you are, it's like, I'm gonna use the analogy of a beach. So say you're going to the beach, everybody's at the beach. That represents everybody being saved, okay? Some are on the sand, some are chilling in the chairs, but they're at the beach. So that means that they are, they are saved. So when it, become, when it comes to the levels of discipleship, that's when you get into uh, the rewards of discipleship. Um, I'm not sure if you all are familiar with the scriptures about, you know, having um, the, a crown in heaven. You're going to have, some people are going to have different jewels. Some people are going to have different rewards when they get to heaven. So um, it's showing, you, you'll know uh, who has really committed and dedicated themselves and live the obedient life of Christ by their rewards. So yes, if you are a believer, if you just decide to stay at believership at the red line, you're still going to heaven, but your rewards would not be as great. Okay. Yep. Anybody else? That was a good question. All right. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I wanted to kind of break it up because I was like, well, I gotta jump in the book after this. That's just too much or whatever. So, um, yeah. So, uh, coming to this class every week is gonna be it's gonna be a good challenge. It's gonna definitely push you out of your comfort zone. Um, it's definitely going to open up your mind to what is out there. Um, I, I like reading about this stuff because we want to learn about Catholicism, um, learn about, we're going to even touch on the Apocrypha and the um, books that we were told when we were younger, don't read, don't look at. Um, and so we're going to actually look at those books and we're going to uh, debunk a lot of myths um, when we get into looking at uh, the books of the Bible and different canons and things like that. So I'm really excited. So anybody else have any questions or anything? Good. We good? Okay, cool. So make sure um, I put the Dropbox um, in the family page with the documents, um, with the the presentation and i think i need to drop the syllabus in there and if you need physical copies of the documents and the presentation i'll, I'll have them tomorrow at bible study um so if there aren't any questions or anything like that uh remember next week oh next week you you all can start reading the introduction that's the assignment for next week is to read the introduction because we're going to take some principles out of there. We're going to look at inspiration, we're going to look at revelation, and we're going to look at illumination, okay? So um, I think that is all for right now. Everybody feel all right? I'm not I have a question about yeah. the book. Uh, wh where do we get the book? Oh, we have the book. Tracy? Yes, Elder Tracy should have some book. I think, believe we just ordered some more, so they should be here tomorrow. Yes, um, we did. Yeah, so they'll be here tomorrow. They're only $5. They just bring a little book here. 
Okay. Only five dollars. And oh, also for those who want to like jump and really delve into this lesson, I have um, some outside resources you can read and outside questions and things like that you can you can jump on to. So um, just contact me on Facebook or call me, whatever. So any other questions? Good class, Elder. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. So uh, can you give me the name of the book again? Sure. It's Introduction to the Bible by George W. Dawes. I thought I had something else on it. No, that's it. Okay. It's Gregory W. Gregory. Dawes. Sorry. Gregory. Okay. No, I was I was completing <laughs> the attendance sheet. So I just want to say everybody and make sure I got everybody. I got Shakai, Wayman, Tammy, Patricia, yeah. uh, Eva, Khalil, Tanika, Trish, um, Latoya, Daryl, Bobby, Sharon, and Ronnie's. Okay. I think I got everybody. Please, if I didn't say your name, say something. Hello. Oh, wait. I got Dale. I didn't put Dale on there. I got Daryl. That, there Dale. you go. That's, that's okay. Dale. Oh, just Dale. Just Dale. Well, okay, J Jamal, I'm sorry. I Normally, I just put Eadines, but I didn't see you in the class. So I thought maybe you had something else to do. So, uh, okay. I'll put Jamal. All right. All right. Cool. Cool beans. Cool beans. So, like I said, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. Um, so, let me pray. Let me close out. See, I did good in time. Other than an hour, I did real good. Usually I go over, so I'm doing real good. So let me pray out. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this lesson that you've given unto us, Father. And I pray, oh God, that um, after this day, that they will have a hunger to learn more about you, Father. That they will um, commit their lives to be disciples of Christ. That we will be no more... Um, staying on the shorelines but we're able to jump in to to the uh to the water and to learn more about you even go deep sea diving uh to learn more about you father so we thank you god for what you have done and what you're going to do um in the people of christ father um i bless you for them and i pray uh, for their endeavors and everything that they uh, will approach so, God, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everybody. Amen. Night. Good night. Good night. Uh, on Wednesday, um, please sign the attendance sheet. Good it's in my office. Good night. Okay. Good, Good night. Right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Adios.